Welcome to Uncommon Real Estate, where it's all about finding creative solutions for real estate agents and investors. In exclusive mastermind conversations with some of the brightest minds in real estate, you'll learn how to earn an extra six figures a year. Don't follow the herd. Be uncommon. Here are your hosts, multi-millionaire real estate agent and investor, Chris Craddock and Jeff Safright. Hey friends, welcome here to another episode of the Uncommon Lunchbox. We host Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. Uh, today we are going to talk about you and your real estate business, what's happening, how can we level up, and uh, for those of us that may feel stuck, get unstuck, right? That's where we're rolling. That's it, brother. That's it. Going from how do you get to from one deal a month to four deals a month? Yes, sir. Perfect. Perfect. Well. Let's let's get into it, man. What what's number one? We got one deal a month. We're doing twelve deals a year, but we want to get to four so we can do forty eight deals, and uh, you, you know, go from there. You know, as we jump into this, I guess, Chris, one of the things I, I would say in the beginning is, you know, I have my own number set on like how many transactions I want to do this year, and you know, the the thing that I'm saying in this because especially I'm just thinking about a person that's doing one deal a month, right? You're doing one deal a month, you go to four deals. That's forty eight deals. Like that's four xing your business, right? Do I got that right? Something like that. Like that yeah. changes everything. That changes everything for you, right? So, you know, one of the things when you get in on and you do some of the things that I'm I'm uh, expecting us to talk about this, you know, this today is, uh, you know, as you approach these things, whether you're comfortable or uncomfortable with them, is to realize forty eight trans changes everything for you when you're in that position, right? Absolutely. I want to say 100%, but I'm sorry. I'm trying to stay back from that phrase. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, nice. but, yes, you're right. You're definitely right. Uh, you are more right percentage-wise than 99%. So with that said, <laughs> um, so I guess my my big thought on this is it all starts in your mind right? Because I still remember I had a coach and she said to me, uh, okay, Chris, the goal is for everybody on the team to do a deal a month or sorry, a deal a week. And I remember as soon as I heard that, I was, I was thinking, oh my gosh, my heart started beating. I was thinking that's, oh man, a deal a week, a deal a week. That, how am I going to do a deal a week? And at the time I did 44 deals the year before personally. And I, I, all of a sudden I'm like, well, I did almost a deal a week. Why am I freaking out about that? Why is that Why is that phrase so scary to me, a deal a week? And then once I started getting used to it, it all just started, you know, making sense. And, and that happened with a couple other people. I'll tell you, we had uh, two, two folks on the team. And I remember the first time I said to them, hey, so what are your goals? And they said something in the, in the 20 range. And I said, whoa, you need to be in the 30s. You need to be doing at least three a month. And I still remember that, that the look of shock. No, what are you talking about? And then, and then they blew away their number. You know, they, they were in the 40s that year. And so I would say like first and foremost, without a doubt, is getting rid of that fear of just saying, okay, one a week is, 
is a doable solution. And once, once you can believe that it's good. And, and I'll share one last thing and then um, would love to hear your thoughts behind the mindset. And then we'll get into some tactics on it. So the last thing that I'll share is, uh, so a lot of times, uh, like I, I'll do two books a month on Audible. I, I'm on the two uh, credit plan. And then I'll listen to a third book that I'd, I'd listened to a while before that is just awesome that I needed to, I need to re-listen to and re-up my game um, on some of the better books. And so there was a book called uh, Secrets of the Millionaire Mind. Have you ever read that, Jeff? I don't think so. It's really good. If you listen to it, it's, it's super cheesy, but it's really good. A lot of people, a lot of people talk about it. And at the end of every little subsection, he says, okay, I want you to put your hand to your head, your finger to your head and say, I have a millionaire mind. Right. And so I did that a few times and I'm like, well, that's easy because I already know that I do. I already have proved it. I already am that. And so it, it, it's not, it wasn't hard to say that. And I, so I said to myself, what is the next step uh, on that? And I said, could I put my hand in my head and say, I have a billionaire mind. And the weird thing was, and, and I'm a big thinker and a big dreamer. And so I, I, I still remember, cause I always do this when I'm working out. And this, this happened when I was, I, I'll never forget this, like wrestling with my thoughts. Uh, and it was in the basement of my old house in the little gym area, because that's usually when I listen. I, it's in the mornings, I work out, and I, I listen to this stuff. And I remember standing there on the like rubber horse mat down there and uh, hearing it come over the uh, come over the speaker and me trying to get in my mind, I have a billionaire mind. And there was a fog to what that looked like. My chest was heavy. It was just this big push. And I just kept having to say it over and over and over again, until I started feeling better with it. But even now I, I feel this wrestling. Do I have that? Am I that, you know, the, the insecurity of it. And it reminded me it's, it's until we believe that this is who we are, we will never accomplish it. And so I, I know Jeff, you're probably, are you at some wrestling tournament right now? Where are you right now? Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm literally, uh, so I'm in Vegas right now, um, getting ready for the U S open and, the, it's kind of funny that we're talking about this right now because we were literally just walking the strip and trying to find a scale actually so we can see if we're on weight or not um <laughs> but you know so but but we're walking the strip and you know and we're looking at you know the strip is just crazy right and you know i'm with i got two of my boys with me and you know they're like dude they're 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 so their mindset bro they are going to be billionaires they might be trillionaires i don't know they they just think money all the time right and, you know, so we're walking and it's like, you know, and I, I'm talking to him, like somebody owns like everything that you're looking at, there's a person who owns it, right? There's a person who owns it. And the, the reality is, is many of the people that own these crazy things started with little to nothing. Right. And, and they just, they just saw it as a game, you know, someone, you know, who knows, you know, I think that's the thing is you got to figure out how you're wired, I think. Right. So for some people, you know, they just have to get incredibly uncomfortable with where they are in life, right? Uh, you know, others, you know, it's just a game for them. And it's just, you know, it's just like monopoly, right? Um, but you, you've got to figure out what makes you tick. And the hardest part is, is getting out of the, the comfort zone. Like everybody's comfortable where they're at to some degree, right? You've gotten accustomed to, you've gotten used to, 
you know, I remember, you know, we were both in ministry, right? And I was making like 60 grand a, a year, you know, and I, like I was comfortable there, you know? And so it's, so breaking that ceiling of going, well, I, you know, like, I, I may not need more than 60, but I just, I, I'm worth more than 60, right? And then you get to the six digits. I'm worth more than just six digits. Cause you know, when you're making 60, you're like, man, if I could make 125,000 a year, like that would be crazy. All my problems would go away. Right. We know that's not necessarily true, but then you get to the 125 and you're like, then you got to break that ceiling and you just got to constantly, you know, it's, I, I don't remember it's, it's written in several books, but um, I think the psychology of money is, is one that's coming to mind, but you know, it's like, we, we always fall to what number we think we're worth in our head. Right. And, you know, it's, it's, it's kind of sad and it's kind of funny because I found myself in that place I've made within two to $6,000 of, of each other, the same amount the last three years. Mm-hmm. And when I looked at that this year, I'm like, that's all I think I'm worth. You know, that's all I think I deserve. That's all I think my family deserves. Right. And, and so again, trying to break that mold and trying to say, you know, like, I don't, maybe I, maybe I don't need, but I'm worth more than this. Right. And, and then finding the ways that make you tick to where you can break that ceiling again. Right. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. So let's get into some hard tactics here because (laughs) first is getting that in your mind, right? And so the way to do that is one, like how, how Elrod, or not how, how uh, Harvey Eckler, I believe. Anyway, I got a lot. Har- Harvey Eckler, I actually looked it up because it's on my to-read list. It's Harv Ecker. Okay. So what he says, like be able to touch your mind and say, I've got a millionaire mind. I got a multimillionaire mind. I got a decamillionaire mind, um, which, you know, for me, that's, you know, that's one of my goals, right? Right. My net worth is just under, I'm just going to say the real number, just under 10 million. I want to cross that 10 million mark um, within the next year. And so that, that's that whole idea is um, where is, uh, where is now, you know, and that's, that's net worth, right? Like, you know, assets are much, much greater than that, but it's like what the equity in all of that. So you've got to understand how to, how to look at your net worth, because I'll see all these people that say, Hey, I made, you know, I made, you know, $8 million last year. You're like, okay, that's great. You made it, but how much of that did you keep? Right. And so that's that, the whole key there. And, and I 60 feel like, grand. Yeah, exactly. Well, the, yeah, exactly. To be able to say that in your mind. And then here's one of the tools and, and anybody that I coach, anybody that I work with, everybody on our team, we talk about this at least once a year, but usually twice a year. You need to be able to take your notebook, right? I, I always have my notebook, take your notebook and you need to write down 50 reasons. And this is how I like to phrase it. 50 reasons somebody would be an idiot to work with anybody other than you. And if you can't get through 50 of them, now I'll tell you the first 10 are easy. The next probably 30 are painstakingly hard. I mean, you're pulling up Google and listening to podcasts and everything. And then the last 10, every time you write something down, your your chin goes up, your chest goes out and you're, you feel like you're walking with more swagger, right? And I'll tell you, when you walk with swagger, you're going to win more than when you walk with like, you know, slumped shoulders and, you know, not, not that. So, so that's the first thing. Now, I'll tell you what, if you're not, let's start at zero to one, right? Which uh, is a great book, by the way, Peter Thiel, founder of PayPal. Um, he wrote that. And uh, one of the things that he said is 
you know, going from like that zero to one is, is so much harder going from, uh, you know, a hundred thousand to a million is so much harder than going to a million to 2 million. You know, it's it just, it just is much, much more difficult, but once you get there, it's, it's, it's a lot easier to just snowball that. So what do you do if you're not, if you're not doing at least one a month, I'm just telling you straight up, you are not talking to enough people. All right. So we're going to have a real talk for the first up to uh, two a month, right? Here's real talk. You're just not talking to enough people. If you're not doing two deals a month, I promise you. And anybody that wants to argue that with me, I will have that argument. I found two people out of all the years that I've been dealing with real estate agents, been coaching real estate agents and helping real estate agents. I found two people that made their contacts and didn't have success. Who? Two out of everybody, like hundreds and hundreds and hundreds, maybe even up to a thousand, two people. So what I will say this is this. If you, this is my offer to you right now. If you are talking to 20 people a day regularly and you are not doing way, like way more than two transactions a month, I will personally do, I will, you know, give you four coaching sessions for free. Four, four for free. I, I put out five, four, four for free. Um, because I don't believe that that is, is the truth. And one of the things that I have said, like life principle by far is I want to invest in people that invest in themselves. So like, I will, like, that is the, where I'm at. But if you're not talking to 20 people a day and you're doing less than two, uh, less than two a month, boom, that's it. That's it. It's not rocket science. And we'll talk about how you get more than that in a second, but that is it. So Jeff, what, what do you, what do you have to say on, on this? I know. Yeah. Well, so, so, you know, that I've recently like re-upped my, um, my prospecting and my, and my cold calling game. Right. So, uh, over the last two months, <coughs> I, no, I think it's, I think I'm at five weeks for five weeks straight. I've been on the phones every morning calling expired leads, FISBOs and FERBOs. Uh, for sale by owners, for rent by owners. Uh, I'm about to add absentees to it as well. When I first jumped on, it was fun. It was exciting because I knew it was going to be painstakingly hard. I knew that I was getting into something right, um, but but I got nothing. And then I got into week two and I got nothing. And it was a little bit frustrating. And I'm like, okay, you know, and I'm like starting to feel sorry for myself. Week three comes along and boom, I got my first one. I got my first deal under contract on an expired um, that I process, prospected my first, uh, myself. That's the first time ever, right? I've been in real estate for four years. First time ever that I've, that I've called expired and I got my first one within three weeks. Um, now I got like four or five hot leads that, you know, over the next couple of months, we should be listing. And, and the reality is, is here's the thing. You don't have to be good on the phones to get one or two deals a month right? You, you don't have to, it's not a, it's not a skill set. It's a numbers game, right? Um, it, it's actually, you know, to rephrase it, it's not a skill set. It's a mindset, right? It's a mental toughness thing, right? To be able to, to, to be able to, to carry through. But here's the thing though, right? With, as with everything, the more you do something, the better you get at it, right? So what happens when you, as you get better, it, your, your skill, you know, it, it compounds, right? So if I can do one to two deals a month with, with garbage, you know, 
phone skills, right? Like what happens when I get good sell skills, right? When I, or when I get good phone skills, good prospecting skills, right? It just compounds itself on itself and you get more comfortable with it. You understand it more. And so, you know, the, but, and that's what I was saying about, you know, earlier, you got to figure out what makes you tick. And that's where I've had to, to figure out what makes me tick. Cause I look, I think about the number that I got in my head and I say that number of transactions changes everything for me. Right. And for me, my family deserves that. Right. And, and so that's, I got a motivating factor in my family. Right. And I know that there's a number that changes all that. Right. And then you got to work out the numbers. Um, I wish I had my numbers in front of me, but it roughly works out to about, I think, um, I don't, I wish I had my numbers on this, but you know, but I, I went through and I did all the numbers. So basically I've got to talk to, uh, 35 people a day in order to get the number of leads that I need to get the number of appointments that I need to get the number of listings that I need to get the number of contracts to close that I need. Right. And, and that's the biggest thing. And, and you've told me this a thousand times. So, you know, you always like feel a little bit weird when you're talking, you know, here I am like comparing you to my dad, which is weird, but you know, when you're, when you're like, as you're like getting older and you're realizing like, man, my parents weren't as bad as I thought they were. My dad wasn't, you know, or my mom wasn't, you know, whatever it is, it's like, and you're telling them that and you're like, ah, you know, I'm like, I'm giving them something here, you know, it's like, but you've told me from the beginning, right. That since I've jumped into this game is that everything's a numbers game. You got to track your numbers. And, and how many times have we had arguments about me not tracking my numbers and me being like, you know, that's not my personality. It's not my style. It's not the way that I do things. You're holding me back, like screw the numbers. Right. But the reality is, is, you know, there are very, 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 very few successful people in this industry or any industry that don't know their numbers. Right. And so, yeah, you may be that, 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 uh, that, um, that one off, right. Or, uh, the outlier, if you will. But the reality is, is that the vast majority of people track their numbers. So why buck the system? If the reality is that the system works, you're going to find very few people, you know, set a different way. You're going to find very few people that are not successful who do track their numbers. Right. You're, you're probably going to find a lot less people that track their numbers that are not successful than you're going to find who are successful that don't track their numbers. I'm going to share with you one of the uh, the douchiest things that I've ever said or done, but I also still laugh about it because it still makes me. Yeah. Anyway, I, I, I took a class when we were with Keller Williams. It's called bold. Anybody that's been with KW very long has heard of bold. Right. And uh, there's a section in bold where they talk about scripting, right? And so there inevitably every single, uh, so Diana Kokoska put together bold and she was selling like a hundred houses a year herself. And she, she said, these are the scripts that I used, right? And like talking through scripting. And every time you go through bold, there's all the people that raise their hand and say, oh, I don't like scripts. They don't sound like me. I don't like those scripts. It's not me. It's all the other stuff. And like, I probably heard about six people complain about using those scripts because it didn't sound like them. Finally, I got so annoyed. Like, I mean, I was so annoyed because of like that just victim loser mentality. And I'm sorry for all the people that maybe that's you there. And I, I, I finally, I just raised my hand and I was like, I know it doesn't sound like you. It sounds like somebody that sold a hundred houses last year. 
And so <laughs> it, was, it was such a douchey thing to say, but like the reality was like people just needed to stop getting in their own head and saying, hey, if you want to be just like you, you're going to stay just like you. But we don't want to be just like we, we want to be a better version of me, right? Like that's all of us want to yeah. level up who we are. And, uh, you know, and if you say it doesn't sound like me or, or tracking my numbers isn't me, well, then that's fine. Then you stay you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. We don't want to be me. We want to be better than me, right? So anyway, uh, well, I know we got a little bit of time left. So let's talk about going from two to four, right? Jeff, you already kind of hit the nail on the head there. And, and there's then there's some like extra things that I want to add to this. So so zero to two, it's just talking to enough people. That that's all it is. Um, when you go, when you want to go from two to four, you've got to level up. You've got to have some help, you know, on all your transactions, all of the admin stuff. You need to start getting that stuff off your plate so that you can spend your time selling. Um, that's one. And then number two is um, when you go to zero to four, part of or sorry, two to four. Um, part of that is compounding. It's exactly what Jeff said, because if you're doing two a month, you're talking to enough people that you're getting better at what you say. And uh, even without script practice, even without dialogue, you're just going to naturally learn, okay, when I say this, it works. When I don't say this, it doesn't work. Uh, I just did a call. um, You know, we've been doing a bunch of stuff on our morning huddles where we've been listening to people's calls and then critiquing it. And one of the things that we used to always talk about is whenever somebody said, hey, where where are you located? And it was always... Oh, we've got offices all over the DC area. Um, where where is your place again? And because if if I'm in Fairfax, so what happened was the call that I listened to yesterday that that we critiqued yesterday. Um, he said, "Oh, I'm in DC," and she's like, "Oh, you're probably not the right fit for me." So I'm gonna ha- go. and he's like, "Whoa, but I'm 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 licensed in Maryland and Virginia as well. Where is your place?" And she's like, "Well, it's in Baltimore," and he's like, "Well, I, I I've got a listing in Baltimore right now." But if he would have just known ahead of time because like now that he's done this he knows never ever say i'm in dc you say oh i've got offices all over the place um i'm part of exp realty we've got offices you know all over the country where is the property you're looking to sell oh baltimore oh yeah i've got a listing there right then then you avoid having to like dig yourself out of the hole that you just dug yourself into so it's saying the same thing so it's getting help on lever like leverage on your on your admin stuff and then next, getting better at your scripting. Um, and then I, I've got one more thing I want to share. But Jeff, it looked like you had something you wanted to say. So um, why don't you jump in real quick? And then I'll, I'll finish up with my last, uh, last piece that I think is important. Yeah, I, I think that, uh, you know, getting from two to four and talking about the compounding and, and something that, you know, again, we as a team do very well. But, I, but it's something that I'm actually trying to grow in myself is... Uh, is client relationship, right? So as we give 110% satisfaction, you know, type experience or, you know, what is it, raving fan experience, right? That compounds into referrals, right? Because we want, you know, and that, that like Bell does this, I think better than anybody on our team for sure. Um, and I think you can, what, what's her Instagram? It's like uh, Bell sells buy with bell right yeah so buy with bell like she does it better than anybody man it's like everybody that works with bell falls in love with her they you know they rave about her and they and you know we we did an event together a while back and like half the people were there 
that were there were referrals from her previous clients, right? So, so again, you know, not just talking to enough people, but doing enough business and doing that business well to where you're creating raving fans to where they start bringing you business. And in addition to that, I think it's kind of a, maybe goes in tandem a little bit is, um, is, is developing your social media game. And, you know, one of the things is, uh, you know, let, let's use Conor McGregor here for a second. You know, like he says, you know, he's like well, his famous line. He's like, I'm not a businessman. I'm a business man. Right. And like, I'm, that's another thing that I'm trying to work on right now, because like, you know, for whatever reason, I have this mental block where I don't want people to just think of me as this like business. Right. Or I don't want people to just think of me as, you know, this real estate guru, even though I do want them to think that like, I also like, so I, my social media, if you look at it, it's, it's garbage because I look like just a regular Joe, but what I need to realize is what Connor realizes is that I'm a business, right? And you've got to be a business. And so you've got to create raving fans and you've got to up your real estate, uh, your, your social media game. And, and a lot of that is going in tandem to celebrate your clients getting what they wanted. Right. And, and as you celebrate them, right that creates the raving fans. That's one of the things that Bell does just so well. So again, you know, if you're on Instagram, go to buy with Bell and, uh, and, and just check out how she does it. Cause she's phenomenal at it. So th- those are the two things that I think that for me help you go from two to four uh, easier than, than, you know, almost anything else, you know, to summarize one, just talk to enough people, find your script. As Chris said, it's, you know, it's not going to sound like you, it's going to sound like somebody that's been successful. That's doing the work as you, as you work the scripts, and this is something that I'm finding as I'm working with, because I'm working with three different scripts right now. I'm working with an expired script, a FISBO for sell by owner script, and a for rent by owner script, right? And the reality is as you get into the more, they're, you're going to make them more your own. They're going to feel better, and they're going to sound more like you with the pillars still there. Um, so just keep talking to enough people. Uh, recognizing people on their birthdays, your, your sphere of influence, that's going to get you that one to two. And then, you know, for my sake and from my side, as you create raving fans of your experience, you know, and, and give them a top level, top notch experience, they're going to want to refer you to their friends because they're going to fall in love with you there. In addition to that, you know, you are a business. So, you know, let your social media, let the world know that you are a business and that you are a fun yet professional, highly skilled uh, business. So, but anyways, friends, that does conclude another episode of our of the Uncommon Lunchbox with your host Chris Craddock, myself, Jeff Safright. Hey, wherever it is that you're listening to the podcast, uh, whether it's on Apple, uh, iTunes, uh, Podbean, Spotify, you know where you're at. Wherever you're at, go on there, give us an honest review, give us a one star, three star, five star, or something in between there. Uh, we would love your feedback. Let us know what topics or questions you have, or people that you'd like us to have on. And uh, we are here to help you level up and, and gain traction in your business. So uh, if you're doing zero to one, let's get to one to two. If we're doing one to two, let's get to two to four. Let's continue to level up, friends. Anything you need, reach out to us. Uh, we're always here for you. Until then, we'll see you next week. Have a great weekend. Bye. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Uncommon Real Estate. Subscribe to the podcast to stay up to date with the latest mastermind conversations from Chris, Jeff, and other uncommon real estate industry leaders. If you love this podcast, please write us a review. And to fast track your real estate career, go to chriscraddock.com. 